From Nashville, Tennessee, this is Podcast Profits. I'm David Hooper. I'm with Jeff Sanders. This is a podcast all about podcast profits. But when we say that, we're talking about not only money, but that secondary payoff. This podcast is a companion to a book by Dave Jackson, Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into a Livelihood. If you do not already have that book, it is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you get your books. And on this episode, we are going to talk about leveraging the audience that you have. Even if you don't have a podcast, even if you're not a media star or you're famous or well-known, you have an audience, but also leveraging the audience of others. And Jeff, we've got a great clip. We're going to go back to Mike Stewart. We featured Mike a couple of episodes ago, talked about how he was a jingle writer. I sang the Kit Kat commercial, Jeff. So did I. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) Everybody knows jingles. Mike came in with existing skills. He came in with existing knowledge of audio and how to market himself. But he also came in with an existing audience. Even if you don't have a huge existing audience, there are people who do have those huge existing audiences that are more than willing to talk about what you do. And that's what we're going to talk about with this clip from Mike. Go ahead and play that, Jeff. All right. So the last one, as we uh, come up on the 40-minute mark, is, uh, uh, is the one that I promised you about that uh, I think has a lot of promise. Um, if you're a real Beatle freak, and there's a lot of people who are totally into the Beatles, but bass lines, now that's really tough. Hi, Adam. I've been listening to the Daily Source Code for quite some time now, and I really enjoy what you've done. And, and I thought you might enjoy this kind of twist on trivia. Because I'm such a huge Beatles fan, I know all the bass lines from all the hits. I own a 67 Hofner bass here in my hand, and I'm going to play bass lines from the hit songs and see if you can guess them. Here's the first one. All my love. Okay, Jeff, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> we don't have the licensing for any kind of Beatles material. So I put in some music that we were able to get the licensing for. That was not Mike actually playing. But that clip, that's from Adam Curry's Daily Source Code. Mike mentioned that a couple of episodes ago. It's one of the reasons he got into podcasting. Adam Curry, I remember him as a VJ on MTV, had a huge audience. Adam Curry, I remember when he owned MTV.com. MTV, Viacom, they did not think that the internet was important. So he just bought it. 50 bucks got it, was running the site. You could email him. And I did email him. He'd email you back. This is when so few people had email. Adam at MTV.com. Well, the internet took off. He changed it to metaverse.com. And he also more or less invented podcasting. They call him the podfather. So when Mike started his podcast, he went to the guy who invented podcasting and used his existing audience to promote his Beatles podcast. I know you've had some similar experiences where people have talked about your podcast and things have just completely blown up. Well, I did something similar to what Mike did years ago. It was probably the first year of my show where I called into Michael Hyatt's podcast and I left a voice message and he played the clip on his show and answered one of my questions. And what I noticed then was I got a bump in my podcast subscribers and downloads. And then literally two years later, I was at a Michael Hyatt event. And somebody said hi to me who had heard me on Michael's show and who knew me from that clip. 
So years had passed, and yet here I was able to leverage what I had done through one little clip of Michael Hyatt's podcast, and yet my show had grown because of it, and people recognized me because of that. So there was an amazing connection that I did not realize the power of until years later, but there is so much value in being able to leverage somebody else's audience in a way that is still authentic to you, but gives you exposure you otherwise would not have. And that's how it starts. We talked about leverage on the last episode when it comes to finding somebody else to spread your message for you. Then the new people that are finding your message or finding out about you, they tell their friends and they tell their friends and so on and so on. You might remember that commercial from way back in the day, back in the 80s. That's how it works, though. It's like a chain letter. If you are doing what you need to be doing, having an entertaining podcast, you're bringing your personality to it, your enthusiasm, your expertise... People will start talking about you. Of course, if you really want to throw gasoline on it, go faster. You go to people like Adam Curry, Michael Hyatt, people with existing audiences. The other thing, we talked about this a couple of episodes with Mike. He had the existing audience of the Beatles. He was doing a Beatles fan podcast. And as we've already talked about, the Beatles have a huge huge audience, lots of listeners, lots of people already searching for them. And at the time, there were probably no other Beatles podcast. If you wondered it, it was Mike. You know, the other thing that Mike was doing was doing a really great job keeping his audience interacting with him with his Beatles trivia. And it's a really powerful way to continue to keep your audience engaged with what you're doing because you're finding ways to connect with them in other more powerful ways. You can leverage an audience to bring in a new set of listeners and then engage with them in an active way. You're not just gaining new listeners, you're gaining new passionate followers. And I find that that for me over the years has been so powerful in wanting to grow a brand is finding ways to make sure that you're not only going to get exposure and people know about you, but then when they discover you, they actually like you and you have a great way to keep them involved in what you're doing. We're even doing that on this podcast. The fact that we have clips, we set up the Voxphonic voicemail, let people call in. A lot of people called in. We couldn't get to all of them. But those people know about the project that we're working on. And these episodes are actively being promoted by the people that we are featuring. So that's a trick for you. If you want to leverage the audiences of others, bring them into what you're doing with something interactive. Something related to this that is very common that I feel podcasters get stuck on is they feel that if they've got a guest that comes in, that that guest is automatically going to promote their episode. Jeff, as someone who has done hundreds of podcast episodes where you were interviewing other people, how frequently does it happen where that guest will actually promote that episode? The honest answer is not very often. So what most podcasters assume is that if they interview a celebrity, someone with a big audience, someone like you know, I mentioned before, Michael Hyatt, when you know, Michael Hyatt has been a guest on my podcast multiple times. That doesn't mean that he's going to share that interview with his entire audience. Most often what I've seen is that if a guest is going to leverage that interview, they might include a link to it on their website, you know, along with a book promotion. They might tweet about it. They might put it on Instagram or Facebook. There is a possibility that they'll include it into a direct you know, email newsletter to their, their subscribers. But what's most common is they'll do nothing. And so if you assume you're going to get a lot of leverage from your guests because they're on your show, you might get that sometimes. 
most of the time it's just not the case. And so the way that I tend to view it is it's great to have on people that are high leverage guests. It's awesome to be able to talk to, you know, talented and, and, and amazing people. But to expect that that's going to be a marketing angle for your brand is probably not going to be the best first angle. It's more like a side benefit if you get that at all. Let's talk about a couple of things you can do if you want a guest to share the interview that he has done on your podcast. The first thing is to have a big podcast. If Michael Hyatt were on Larry King or Howard Stern or Oprah, he would let people know about that interview. Because by being on those big shows, you are boosting the credibility of your guest. The second thing that you can do if your podcast isn't that big is you can have an episode that is different from all the other podcasts that that guest is on. Taking somebody like Michael Hyatt, he releases a book. He's doing dozens, maybe even hundreds of podcast interviews. He is not going to send out all 100, 200, 300 interviews that he has done, especially if they are the exact same interview with him talking about the same thing, answering the same questions, plugging the book, however he does his interviews. But if you can make it something different while still serving your audience and still serving his audience, something he would want to promote, you've got a much higher chance of him actually sending that out to his audience in that way. That's a really good point. It's one thing that I've experienced over the years is that especially with someone who is doing a book launch or someone who has a PR person, they will send you a list of questions you could ask that guest. And if you stick to the script, so to speak, and literally ask those exact questions, the end result will be the exact same interview that everyone else is doing. And so obviously you don't want to do just another interview. You want it to bring out something unique for you, for your show, for your experience. And so I have found that you know trying to ask really unique questions, trying to be better than you've been before will provide some unique value. The other side of this coin, though, is after the interview has been published, I like to provide my guests with a little short video clip or a a graphic they can use online, trying to encourage them to promote the interview and giving them resources they can use to make that happen does increase your odds of them sharing it. It doesn't guarantee anything, but if you want to give them a lot of those PR materials they can use, then it's going to be a much higher chance that they put that out there, at the very least on social media. 100%. If you can have that connection with people, if you can make it easy for them to share, there's a much higher chance that they will share the interview they have done with you. We talked a little bit about breaking through that wall on the very first episode that we did. We were talking about the first Because of My Podcast story of this series. Talked about getting starstruck, talking about dogs, talking about kids. Showing these folks as human. Because so many times... They are asked what I call boxer brief questions or who are you dating if you're talking to a celebrity? They've answered it so many times. Or can you play that old song from 50 years ago that you're sick of playing, but everybody still loves? Now talk about the new stuff. See them as human. Talk about pets, kids, but also honor why they are on your podcast. Michael Hyatt, if you promised that you were going to talk about the new book and that's the purpose of him coming on, you need to talk about the new book. That's honoring your part of that deal, but do it in a different way. Jeff, I'm curious, when you had Michael Hyatt on your podcast, you got a time management podcast. It's about productivity. Were you talking about those elements? 
Certainly. I mean, we definitely discussed things that were related to my show and my current content areas, as well as to his materials as well. You know, I try to make sure that whenever I have a guest on, like, like you just mentioned, yes, we're going to discuss why they're there, but there also has to be a direct tie-in to my listeners, my main content, what the show is about, and to do so in a way that's personable and do so in a way that's, that's unique and interesting. And if all that's tied together well, I think the episode can have a lot more chances of it being uh, shared online and being more compelling it later on. After hundreds of episodes, have you ever thought about changing the topic of your podcast, the overall topic of your podcast, to something other than time management? Oh, yeah. I definitely have that thought frequently that I want to you know, evolve the show. I want to change it up, you know, change the name of the show or change the main topics. Uh, what I've over time ultimately ended up doing is just getting a little more eclectic with my guests and, and branching out and trying some new things and taking some more risks on the topic areas that I dig into. So I definitely am leaving the doors open to major changes down the road. But in the meantime, what I'm doing is just exploring new topics week by week as I you know, release new content because I want to be able to scratch my own itch. I want to be able to dig into areas that I'm curious and ensure that my show not only meets the needs of my listeners, but also meets my own personal needs of wanting to make sure that I'm exploring all the topics that I think could be compelling. Agreed. Another thing I've noticed as a podcaster with hundreds and hundreds of episodes is format changes, little tweaks that aren't necessarily topic tweaks, not a night and day kind of thing, but little bitty things that make the podcast more interesting for me and I think make it better for the audience. On the next episode, we'll be talking with a woman who did just that. Her podcast was one thing, then it became something else, and what it became was so much better than she ever imagined. You're not going to believe this story. That is next on Podcast Profits. If you're subscribed, you will get that automatically. And while you're waiting on it, get the book from Dave Jackson, Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into a Livelihood. It is available now wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening. We will see you on the next episode with that story of a changing podcast becoming something better than the host ever thought it could.